Chapter 22. Colt and Becca were still holding hands. Her fingers were smooth and cold. They were standing just outside her bedroom door. Colt felt like he could just lean in and kiss her right on the lips. She was already smiling at him and staring at his mouth. He moved in closer and shut his eyes. Becca laughed and turned her head. Colt's nose poked her right in the cheek. A few of the boys holding flowers winced in embarrassment for him. A few others frowned angrily. Colt eased his head back as if the whole thing hadn't happened, adjusting his belt and covering his erection with a cupped palm. He scratched his ear and cleared his throat. He really wanted to put his sunglasses back on, but thought that might be a bit much. Becca let go of his hand and put a finger to his lips. What the fuck was that, she asked. Colt looked back down the hall. All the boys were staring at him. He swatted her hand away from his mouth and crossed his arms. I was trying to kiss you, he whispered. Why the fuck would you do that, she asked. Colt was starting to get angry again, but when he looked into her eyes, he didn't know how to feel. He just stared at her. Quit staring at me like that, she said. Colt looked at the ground. It seemed like you wanted me to kiss you, he said, shrugging. Why the fuck would I want you to kiss me, she asked. Hey, he said, interrupting her. He raised an arm and gestured to the line of guys behind him. I don't know what the fuck's going on any more than you do. You bring me to this strange place, talking into my ear the whole time, holding my goddamn hand, and then you ask me to go into your bedroom with you? What the fuck am I supposed to think? You got that weird-ass smile all over your face. Just a second ago, it seemed like you were mad at me. Now it seems like you like me. And for a second there, it seemed like you wanted me to kiss you. Becca leaned against the door and gave him a pitiful smile. Listen, Waylon. I really think your honesty is overwhelmingly unique and even kind of charming. But I'm not in the mood to make out with anyone right now. A few of the boys behind them muttered curses of disappointment. One even threw his flower to the ground and stomped on it. Colt leaned in, whispering so they couldn't hear him. Fine, he said coldly. Let's just drop it. Why the fuck did you bring me here, then? Do you need me to kick one of these guys' asses? Not exactly, she said. Just follow me. Becca opened the door and backed into the room. Colt followed her, entering the darkness. He kept his eyes on hers. They were glowing. The walls were black and covered with branches. Colt heard the door hinges squeak behind him. Then the door closed, and someone locked it several times. Becca was standing right in front of him with her arms at her sides. Whoever was locking the door was in the room with them and probably standing right behind him. It was a different kind of darkness. Unlike the one in the trade post basement, this one cast purple shadows over everything. Colt's eyes were having trouble adjusting to it. It wasn't a silent darkness either. There were many different sounds that fought for control in the room. There was chirping that was almost too quiet to make out. 
there was a steady gurgle of an aquarium along with an electrified hum. There was the sound of a cat purring. There was the constant white noise of a box fan and the erratic sound of posters moving from it. There was a radio playing very quietly from over in a corner. The music sounded like someone had pushed a microphone as far back into their throat as possible and had recorded themselves as they choked on it. Colt closed his eyes as someone beside him cocked a gun and pushed it into his temple. Then he opened them and looked around. The walls were covered in photographs of monsters and zombies and paintings of dragons. There were posters of corpses mutilated and strung up in bondage with their heads trapped in wire cages. And there were pictures of shirtless musicians everywhere. Above the bed was a black and white photo of Axel Rose. It was a close-up of his face. He was wearing a bandana and fingerless leather gloves and posing with his fist to his chin. His arm was spotted with small tattoos, one of a beautiful cartoonish woman holding an emotionless gaze. Another was a flower with thorns, and a third was just a skull and a knife. Colt stared into the eyes of Axel Rose and tried not to move. Is there someone standing next to me with a gun pointed at my head? He asked slowly. Becca was kneeling over an aquarium and poking at one of the fish inside. Yeah, she said, but I bet it's not even loaded. She moved to another tank and tapped at the glass. She made a kissing face at the small turtle inside. The way she was acting made Colt feel trapped and alone. If anyone was going to talk to the gunman, it would have to be him. He sighed and looked back up at Axel Rose. Put the gun down, he said. The person next to him started wheezing. Colt was disappointed it was a man and not a woman. He'd been hoping it was a girl. That kind of situation could be handled rationally and quickly. No woman he knew would blow a man's head off from point-blank range unless she was being attacked. But the kind of man that hangs out in a place like this could be very dangerous. The man muttered a few curses and snorted like a cow. Point the gun away from my head, Colt said again. Why'd you bring the coppers, the gunman asked Becca. The man was mentally handicapped. Colt could tell by the way he chewed his words. Becca stood up and crossed the room, waving her finger in the air shouting at him. You can't stay here anymore, Bobby. I fucking told you that if you didn't pack your shit and leave, I was going to bring the cops. Isn't that what I said? Isn't that what I fucking said to you this morning? You don't listen when I talk. Well, listen to me right now. Put that fucking gun away and get your shit and get out of here. Otherwise, this man is going to arrest you. Colt felt the gun move away from his head but then it poked him in the ear. Not if I shoot him, he can't, Bobby said. He sounded like a child. Colt wished he'd found a restroom earlier. He also wished Axel Rose would quit staring at him. Becca shoved Bobby and started slapping him. God fucking damn it, she yelled. 
You fucking idiot. That gun isn't even loaded. You don't even know how to use it. Just put it the fuck down and get your shit. It's over between you and me. You're not allowed to come and visit me anymore, got it? I'm done with you. Do you really want this cop to have to drop you off at home? What is your sister gonna say about that? Do you think she wants to hear about what's been going on here? Do you think your sister wants to hear about what I let you do to me? Bobby grabbed Becca by the elbows and started wrestling her to the floor. He was big, but still not as big as Becca. He was dressed like the other guys outside. There was a drawing of a rotary saw blade sewn onto the back of his vest. He still had the gun in his hand. No, he shouted. Don't tell my sister. Becca kicked at him. Bobby backed her into a wall and grabbed at her breasts like he was trying to tear them off. His head looked like a rock. It was shaved and covered in scars. Becca squirmed and flailed her arms as Bobby buried his mouth into her neck and sucked on her. Colt pulled out his gun and held it by the barrel like a hammer. He grabbed Bobby by the collar, but he lost his balance and fell backward, taking Bobby with him. They hit the floor, and the whole room shook. Now Colt was on his back, with Bobby right on top of him.